Hey, this is Chico Leo, and on this episode of Fan Bros, we welcome Neil Drumming, the writer-director of the upcoming feature film Big Words. We also discuss the returns of the Fast and Furious franchise and Arrested Development, and much, much more. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. I'd like to welcome you to another episode. This is your boy DJ Benjamin in the house tonight, alongside my partner and friend Chico Leo in the house. Of course, back again, we have Jamie Rigetti joining us. Hey, guys. Not Jamie Lannister. No, no not no. that Jamie. No. She doesn't fuck her twin. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, I got to stop cursing, too. Anyway, um, we also have a special guest in the house tonight, Mr. Neil Drumming. Hello, hello. Oh, that was <laughs> me trying to drum that on was my mic. There. Yeah. yeah, you know, we had to you know, bring you in nicely. Welcome, Neil. Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. All righty. Neil Drumming, for those who don't know, folks, is a filmmaker, screenwriter, and a journalist, former staff writer and editor at Entertainment Weekly. His work has appeared in Wired, The Washington Post, Vibe, Rolling Stone, Essence, and Vanity Fair. And The Atlantic. And yeah. The Atlantic. And The Atlantic. All over the place. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> man. We do our research oh, over man. here. Yeah. Um, you're also a DC, former DC resident. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I used to Howard work. University. Nah, actually, no. no. Unfortunate. I to, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I just hung out with, I just tried to, I tried to blend in with the, the Howard kids, but I actually was, I went to USC. Weirdly oh. enough. I Did was you study DC, film? Right? Yeah. Actually. Oh, nice. Right, yeah, I yeah. almost ended up at USC, yeah. and then I went to Howard, so yeah. <laughs> is USC as um, racist as they say? Nah, it's not racist. No? It's just, I just didn't. I just, I, I, I barely could concentrate because it's a kind of a party school. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's more that nice. than anything else. Nice to hear. Nice to hear. <laughs> now, I can't remember. USC, one of them is like sort of affiliated with George Lucas, and one of them is affiliated with like Steven Spielberg. Well, uh, I think, or... okay, George Lucas, I think, graduated. Right. And St- Spielberg didn't graduate, but right. still, Spielberg gave them so much money that it right. looks like he graduated right 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 <laughs> exactly like, that's what you got to do like stuff. puff daddy at howard yeah. right <laughs> nice so um everybody how's your week been uh, i've had a pretty crazy week but uh, a lot of a lot of the bad shit is all behind me and all i'm right. just looking forward and uh psyched to talk to neil psyched to talk about stuff a little bummed out there wasn't a game of thrones last night mm-hmm. or uh whenever and uh i didn't happen to see the uh the movie about Liberace that ran on HBO <laughs> instead, but um, behind the it, candle bra. Yeah, it got. I caught uh, a part of it. Right, it got it got good reviews and it's got a good cast and I like Steven Soderbergh. He directed it. Yep. So I'm gonna catch it at some point. Um, but I don't know. How about you guys? How was everybody's week? Uh, mine was great, man. I got to see the Star Wars Lego experience in Times Square this weekend. Ooh, now, is that cool. where they have literally a life-size X-Wing they fighter? They a life-size X-Wing made of fighter Legos. made of Legos. Now, can you sit in the cockpit? You could, but the line was way too long <laughs> for that. Right. So, um, yeah, I didn't yeah, I didn't get to sit in the cockpit. <laughs> and is there like a, a Lego uh, astromech? Like, uh, you know, there R2-D2? was a Lego R2-D2. There, yes. was, a, there was the other astromech. Um, He's red and white. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah, is that like the one that like R two D five or something? Yeah, like, he's like, like the, the one that they that they that almost they... sell to the Skywalkers. That yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there was a Lego Boba Fett. Oh, a lo- uh, yeah, a Lego Darth Vader. Wow. A Lego C three PO. Lego Yoda. And um, they had a life size, a real person in a Darth Vader outfit. It was really nice, man. You got to, you could walk around. You could see all the things. I took pictures with all the different Legos. You could get right up under the X-Wing and get right next to it. It's just the line was so long 
just standing in the cockpit. Where, right. Where was it? It was right in Times Square. Just like outside? Yeah, or? like right right there outside, right um, by where those red stairs are, the uh-huh. big famous oh, right, red stairs. Oh, right, where the ticket stuff yep, is? Yeah, right dead oh, in wow. front of that. They okay. say it costs like $80,000 a day or something. <sighs> To wow. uh, rent that space, but and is it is it just promoting Star Wars? Or yeah, Legos it's just promoting or Star, Star Wars, Wars Legos? and Legos and the new, um, you know, Clone Wars. Right. There's some there's some connection, and they said there's gonna be a big Lego reveal with it in a couple days. I don't know if that happened or not. I missed that, but yeah, it was just mainly wow. just promote Star Wars. Yeah, Lucas really put yeah. out the money for it. Wow. wow. Yeah. Well, now it's Disney. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah right. That's yeah, no longer yeah, Lucas. No longer Lucas. Yeah. He's just sitting back. No, yeah. he just collected that's his four point right. five billion dollars <laughs> or whatever, and uh, you know, he's gonna sit and make make some some not so good movies with that money. And, uh, Ooh, Red Tails too. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I don't. I'm actually hoping that there's a director's cut of Red Tails because wait, no, no, no. My biggest issue with Red Tails was there clearly were plot points that like they got cut out. Like the kid who plays Michael from The Wire. Yeah. Um, he gets there's a whole POW story with him where stuff is getting referenced that that didn't make it into the movie or at least didn't make it into the one they showed on HBO. Huh. Um, I mean, <laughs> you know, Red Tails had issues, but I do think that it is possible that if a director's cut is released and some of those, I mean, obviously, so they, you want more of Lucas's directing? Well, well, no, he produced it. He didn't direct it. Oh, he didn't direct it. It was Hemingway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. from the wire, actually. Yeah, oh, well, exactly. Right, then. Well, then, yeah, so but, there might be more to it. But, they, said, they said Lucas basically just took it from him. Yeah, oh, I mean, it was just similar to what happened with Poltergeist with Spielberg and Toby Hooper, like who was the guy who directed the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like Spielberg just stole the movie, and you can see when you watch Poltergeist, like. It's a Spielberg movie. Wow! Like I it just—it it, it feels like that. I mean, and I had heard Poltergeist that as well. Ruined me as a kid. Yeah, so yeah, like, no, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, there's yeah. a whole generation of kids. Like it destroyed the circus as an I industry. Hate clowns. <laughs> there's a whole this generation day. of kids who can't look at clowns. Fuck. But oh, I, I gotta say, I, 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 I have some issues with Red Tails. But um, I thought that I like honestly, I thought the best stuff in Red Tails. Well, I don't know. I'm actually going to take that back because um, <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, but but I do think that it's potentially a better movie if the stuff that got pulled out is put back in because I felt like it was a little mishmashy and certain things just didn't fit together. And they definitely referenced stuff that happens off screen that should have been filmed. Anyway, I'm a little bit of a Red Tails defender. Uh, yeah, you're the first one I've ever I know, met. I know. It's not it's not a popular argument. And, and you're not you a know. black guy. No, I know, but, you That's know. That's amazing. No, but I, I'll tell you something. My, my grandfather, I, I you know, I'm, my, my, my Puerto Rican side, I have all kinds of stories of my uh, – my, my mother's uncle fought in Korea, and there was just an article on Memorial Day that I tweeted about, about the Puerto Rican, because there was a segregated Puerto Rican unit that my, my mother's uncle fought in. But my father, uh, who's Jewish, his um, father was a bomber in World War II. And when he told me that everyone wanted to fly with the guys in Red Tails, I actually thought he was being PC. But they actually show you in the movie, like, the they were ordered to stay with the bombers that they were escorting, whereas the other guys who would be escorting the, the bombers would fly off after the German fighters and leave the, the bombers unprotected. And so you actually, as a bomber pilot, had a much better chance of surviving if you were escorted by the Red Tails. And so that's the sort <laughs> No, but that's the sort of shit that definitely, definitely, because the Red Tails stuck around and fought. And that's the sort of stuff that like racist or not you want the guys with you who are yeah, going to stick around and fight mm. and so there are there were guys you know this who, is who, still 
way too much time spent on red tape. I, you know, I, I still argue. <laughs> two director, hours is way too much time. I will watch. I will watch the director's cut if it's ever released, oh, and I'll get back to you. First two hours, I'm still crying. Yeah, over, so. I mean, this, you know, this, this is all extra. I'm, I'm good. Well, what about what about the miracle of Santa Anna? Nah. Yeah, no. I mean, you know, well, that's what I was gonna say. I thought, you know. Let's leave those alone for a second <laughs> and right. get back to our guest here. Neil, you have a movie coming out. Um, big oh, words? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're actually, we haven't announced a date yet. I'm not allowed to, but it's going to be, uh, our release date is mid-July. And um, we're coming out under Affirm. I don't know if you heard about this. Affirm is the African-American film festival releasing movement. Mm. It started by this woman, Ava DuVernay, who she won the Sundance. She was the first African-American woman to win the Best Directors Award at Sundance, I think, 2012. And she, instead of just like making her own movies and sort of getting famous, she's like paying it forward and she's created this releasing movement for black films. So she's released, uh, she released her movie, Middle of Nowhere, uh, Kinyawanda, which was an African film. She released, um, what's that movie, uh, Restless City, that was shot all in like in New York and Harlem. It's about like the African community up in like in the in, in uptown. So she just, she's, you know, every year she puts out a couple, one or two movies, like a, uh, lower budgeted films that were written or directed produced by african-american filmmakers and i get to be one this year so. oh so wow. big big yeah, things congratulations yeah man i'm really nice. excited she's a great she's a really great uh a great um filmmaker herself and also just a real good proponent of of independent film so um i'm excited to, for the movie to come out it's it's got um can i do the, the oh yeah we, we for for those yeah. who don't know we'd like to you know talk about big words real quick you know oh, yeah. explain what the film's about everything yeah, i know it's, it's got gene gray in it yeah we got gene gray in it that's the one rapper in a movie about rappers <laughs> i decided i didn't want to cast it filled with rappers. no stretch no, no stretch no nope. <laughs> come no, on man not even meth Aww. um no nah, it it's so it's about these three guys who used to be rappers like in the 90s and yep. they, they they never got famous they sort of fell apart and they became quote-unquote regular people and um, they have all this baggage behind them, and they end up, the whole movie takes place on the night that Obama got elected in 2008. Okay. So they all sort of end up crisscrossing on that night again, having never seen, having not seen each other since, like, they were actually close. Yep. So it's kind of got, like, a little bit of a big chill feel, you know, like mm -hmm. one of those sort of reunion movies. But I for, saw that. Yeah, but it's for it's for the hip-hop generation. We got um, nice. Yaya uh, Alafia, who used to be Yaya DaCosta from The Kids Are All Right. Uh, not The Kids Are Right. Yeah, this The Kids Are Right. Yeah, she was in that. Uh, we have Banga from The Wire, Banga Akanabe. He played who on The Wire? Uh, he played Chris Parlow, Snoop's oh. partner, the quiet, the quiet country ass dude. And you have him playing a uh, gay he character. He plays a gay man. And yeah, he was on Nurse Jackie, yeah, too. He was a he nurse, was a nurse on Nurse Jackie. Yep, he was in The Savages. He's been on yeah. The Good Wife. He's got a He's really an good amazing actor. I mean, yeah. first of all, uh, for people who don't know The Wire, we've talked about it a lot mm -hmm. on the show. It's the best television series probably ever. Yeah. And Chris, we, 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 I mean, his character is so brutal. And then when you see him just talking in interviews, he's the most smiling, yeah. nice, happy-go-lucky person. And yeah. then, yeah, Bang is a good friend of mine, and I'm really excited to have him in this movie. I don't think nice. anybody's seen him do what he does here. Awesome. Um, who else is in it? Uh, this kid Zach Booth from Damages, and of course, you know Dorian Missick from Southland and from Two okay. Weeks Notice, and you know a million other things. Dorian right. is uh, mm. he plays the lead, John. Uh, who was this, well? I won't give away too much, but John used to be an MC as well, and he was sort of the. He was sort of the golden child at the time. What's it, the name of the group that they were in? Uh, I will not give that away. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's a big part of the story. Okay, it's a big right. part of the story, so I'll leave it at that. But it's a, it's a, it's a fun. It's uh, you know, it's funny. People always ask me like, is it a comedy or drama? I've always thought of it as a comedy, but that's because I have a dark sense of humor. Mm. The truth of the matter is, it's probably a drama. But it has a lot of comedic elements. Um, also, I got to mention Darian Sills Evans is in it. He's a great comedian, and he plays the third member of the group, and he's hilarious. Okay. So uh, that's my team, and I'm super excited for people to see it. It should be, you know, we'll be announcing. I think the release date uh this week or next week 
then we'll come out on that date in New York and L.A., and then they're going to move it around from city to city. We have some international dates, I think, set up, too. So, um, Also, people, this is a show for people people who like hip-hop listen to the show, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you know the Hip-Hop Theater Festival in D.C.? Yes. We are premiering there on the 11th. Okay. Eleventh at the at the Kennedy Center, which is great for me. I never, nice. You know, yeah. Oh yeah, I've never wow. even, I've never even got to go into Kennedy Center. Yeah. Either, so I'm yeah. just like, you know. So we, wait, this is a feature or a short? Feature. It's, a it's a feature. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Good. We so we had a screening at BAM in February. We sold out BAM. Oh, wow. nice. Was, wow. Well it was done. the best, one of the best nights of my life. Oh man! Congratulations, congratulations again. That's fantastic. Do you guys have a Twitter or Facebook where people? Yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah, tell people. Yeah, see, I never. I'm not like <laughs> a social. I'm trying to be a social network guy. Okay, we're we're gonna get your numbers up tonight. I think we're we're big words the movie. Uh, dot com is the website big words the movie our twitter is just big words movie because i guess there was some kind of word count mm. and then we have a you know a facebook page that you can like and we'll send you stuff and i think we're going to leak the movie poster at some point soon and okay. that'll so, yeah, people definitely so that's big words the movie dot com yep that's the website and then big, big words, words movie, movie. Uh, that's the twitter that's the twitter yeah, yeah, also yeah. neil drumming of yeah, course and yeah, yeah you can follow me on twitter i say a lot of nonsense <laughs> um, and also follow jean gray because she's got like ninety six thousand followers and she's hilarious also <laughs> Jean Grey acting, just wait. You're going to be blown away. And also, we're looking to have Jean Grey on the show. So, Jean Grey, <laughs> yeah. you know. So if you hear this, yeah, I, yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm down. I'm, a Jean, I'm with Jean a, a lot, so I can ask her. Oh, definitely. Like we, yeah, we're big Jean Grey fans over here, yeah, so yeah, definitely. Fine. So, you guys are doing this sort of traditional festival circuit. I mean, not that you, you know, not, I mean, not following the necessarily the whatever Toronto or, you know, but you guys are, you want to, you're going to roll it out through festivals well, and try and get word of mouth. That's and, how it started. I mean, we had right. to enter the festival. So we entered slam dance and we got into slam dance and we showed in park city. That was nice. Uh, we showed at the Atlanta film festival, but during that process simultaneously, you know, Ava looked at the movie and was like, right. I want to release this movie. So as, as we get a real release date, we won't be doing too many more festivals. Right, right, right. I think we might have one or two more. We have, Oh, we look, we're doing um, the frame line festival. Which is an LGBT festival in San Francisco at the end of June. That right. I'm really excited about because cool. I just can't cool. wait to see the reception at a, <laughs> at a festival. Like that. I mean, it's just an amazing thing to have like people that you don't necessarily expect gravitate towards your your production, mm. be on your production. Is there nice. a dude named Dan Mervish at the yeah, Slam Dance? Yeah, yeah, Dan was I, a I, big I, fan of. Yeah, our movie. I, Dan was a big fan of a movie I made that was a Slam Dan. Dance a, a while back. He had his yeah, own movie. A, yeah, yeah, and he's he's I a cool guy. Seen his new movie. Yeah, no, I haven't either. But I've been following him like on the internet, and I I, I mean, I knew about it. It, but um I think, I think he's supposed to be screening in new york soon probably yeah he yeah he's a good guy he is a good he's guy he's a champion yeah um well so yeah. can I, so can i ask um, Go ahead. how did you know this come about because you wrote this movie yep so so where'd it come from like where'd you initially get the idea what how did you start writing it well it's a couple of things i was a journalist for a long time and mm -hmm. most of that time um the, the the great majority of that time back in dc i used to write for the city paper i was a lot of hip -hop, hip -hop. shout out to the city paper city, shout out to the city paper Ta -na Ta -na Ta -na <laughs> we're also once you on the show Ta -na yeah, Ta -na what's up? has a cameo in the movie he's in the, oh, he's like in one of the first scenes that's he's why he's not returning scene. our tweets <laughs> yeah, I, I used to run up on tanahasi all the time and just scream and we would just argue about his articles every time that's he wrote something i think that's pretty much how i met him <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty, same thing so here. we used to work at the paper we finally started working at the paper together but like it, all that it was like a lot of interviewing rap Rappers. Mm -hmm. Over my like over 10, 15 years of my life working, I was interviewing rappers all the time. And and I just, you know, I got to find them. I came to find them very interesting beyond what I was allowed to say about them, because, mm. you know, people just want to know what are you, yeah. what are you rapping about? But I just thought as you get older, like I'm, I'm 39. Mm -hmm. So as people got older in my peer group, I started to wonder, like, how does that age reconcile itself 
with this music that you listen to and that you live by that that is generally regarded as being for young people mm -hmm. you know and so i i wanted to write something about what it would be like to be older in hip-hop the same way the big chill is kind of like about mm -hmm. nice. these, absolutely you know, yeah that's, so, that's great man so it's about, yeah it's, awesome. it's sort of about growing up in this genre and like how you reconcile especially like that's why there's a gay character it's like mm -hmm. how do you reconcile yourself with your love of this music that you came up with that is extremely homophobic. Mm. I mean, maybe no more than country music or anything else, but it's, it is extremely homophobic. So and it's really out there in hip hop yeah, too. Exactly. It's not, it's so not it's, hidden yeah. behind yeah. like, you know, layers or anything. Codes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's one right, of those right things that, yeah, that I think would be difficult to, to live with. And so as mm. I wanted to write a character like that. There's a lot of other stuff. There's, like, there's a lot of stuff about sampling in the movie because Dope. no one ever really talks about that. And I, you know, I mean, it's a big deal to me personally. Yeah. And you know, we just, it, it, we just try to like talk about the life and sort of how it, but it's really a movie. I mean, it is a movie. I, I hope, and this is a and this is a test to me. This is an experiment to find out how people, how well people can relate to things that maybe necessarily aren't what they grew up in. Like mm -hmm. I love The Big Chill. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. Diner. I love Days yeah. and Confused. That is not who I grew up as, but nope. I love those movies because they have universal themes. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, people who didn't grow up in hip hop or who don't relate to these the, to the superficial aspects of the film will relate to the universal things, I hope. And so far, we've had a good experience. I had like mm -hmm. a couple that was like in their 70s come up to us at Slam Dance. They loved the movie so much. They were like, if you show in Rochester where we live, you could stay at our house. Aww. Wow, that's like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is a good sign. Yeah. That's good, man. That's really yeah. good because I mean, I, I'm really happy to hear about it. Now, I, I read the description online, but hearing you describe it, I really want to see it now because mm -hmm. like you said, I love the bitch chill, Days and Confused. I'll watch any time yeah. it's on TV. Yeah. How good is that? Movie? Yo, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can tell you stories about. I mean, I've met people from Italy who will sit here and <laughs> go. Me and him will go off about Days and Confused. Like it's just an incredible film. It really so is. definitely, I you know, I hope you capture that well, man. Thanks, man. So this was your first time directing, though. Uh, it's first time directing a feature, and uh, it's the first thing I've written that was first feature I've written that was produced. Nice. And you can read, you chronicle it uh, on, on the, the Atlantic, Atlantic. Yeah. you know, in the Atlantic. Was it, is it on the website? Yeah, on yeah the it's, Atlantic? Still, it's still yeah. on the Atlantic's website. Yeah, and yeah. so, and I, you know, you said you were a journalist, but are you still, are you not, you know, are you now just a, a movie dude? I mean, moved I, out of I really have or? very little, I haven't written anything. I mean, the last few people that hired me, it was like, Essence hires me every now and then, but I don't, I really don't want to do that so much anymore. It would take a really strong story that I felt like I really wanted to pursue, but I really like fiction, mm. you know, and I really yeah. like film. I, I did go to film school, yep. so uh, it just oh, took so me a long time to get into film. So this wasn't completely out of left field. Yeah, for I you. just didn't. Well, I, when I graduated from film school, which was a long time ago, <laughs> like '96, I didn't do, I didn't touch film mm. for years, and I became a magazine journalist. And then I just, and then all the magazines died. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't that actually. I was, you know, what it was. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. This is what you call like straight envy. I started doing the movie beat at Entertainment Weekly. I was covering <laughs> movies. I was and interviewing filmmakers. Hated the whackness. And I was like, ah, that's right. I can do, I do this. this. Yeah. So, and then, you know, I met a lot of people that were sort of supportive and, you know, I mean, I, you know, but you, you, when you hang out, you spend like 16 hours with Brett Ratner, you think, maybe I should write a movie. <laughs> yeah, well, no yeah. offense, that's no a great, shots. he's a really nice guy. Yeah. He's an exceptional guy. Stick but, to rush you know, hour. Yeah, a, like, a Cuban you know. Jew, I just want to point out. <laughs> <laughs> a Puerto Rican Jew, you know, we have to stick together, but uh, um, I'm not. Really. A, I, gotta, I just want to say, you mentioned the whackness red tails is better than the whackness i would right? no, i didn't that. say the whackness the movie yeah oh, okay. <laughs> no no i know no that's about. a good movie i'm I talking about i, I, I'm I was talking about really the disappointed I'm with, with that. i like the whackness. yeah i'm just yeah. about the whackness that comes out of hollywood that, i lived that and that movie was not yeah you know, i mean if you were like, the person growing, that lived that growing, i was like what are the black people like growing up here and i i just you know see like when you were talking about universal themes when i saw the breakfast club like aliens was closer to my life than the breakfast club like growing 
up in the city, like their yeah. whole their library was like the size of my I mean, school, yeah, and just yeah. the whole you know five white kids. Like yeah. you know, I had a very diverse. And actually, my class was mostly biracial kids, mm. but. I, you know, I just, yeah, I, I was really, really disappointed with the whackness. It also was close to a script that I had written in the past. <laughs> oh. yeah. No, nah, but it's not, it's just, it didn't capture, it didn't capture the yeah, yeah, the yeah. early 90s in New York mm. as well as it thought oh, no, it did, you know? Not, yeah, um, it's still. It had a good soundtrack, but that yeah. does not, a good soundtrack does not make a good movie. It's still better than, well, all right, we'll leave Fred Tales alone. So what, uh, what are you thinking about next? You said that you're really into fiction. Are oh, you going to maybe I'm, stick with movies or? I'm working on a screenplay right now that's okay. like a, that's a just so you know, I want to write a sci-fi romance. They're going to be. That's what I'm you need when you're now. when you're going out there with this movie. Everyone is going to be like, "Yo, What's this movie's really dope. Yeah. What do you have? Believe what is I'm next? struggling. Yeah. I'm and, trying. And you got to have. I'm something. about halfway through the, this finished script. I need to have it by the time the movie comes. You do. Yeah, you do. I know. Believe me. Trust so, me. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. That's, I shouldn't even be out tonight. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you for coming through. Anyway, let's uh, move on, man. Uh, we've, you know, got that on the film, everything, right? Any more? edit, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. definitely. Because <laughs> I felt shot. like I took up a lot of time. No, no, no not no at worries. all. No. I, no, it's interesting. No. People want to hear about that. Yeah, definitely, you know? man. We need to let them know. Big words, themovie.com. Um, no new Games of Thrones this week. No new Game of Thrones. None. I just said Games of Thrones. I know. Yeah, well, but we'll no let that game, slide. No games, you know. <laughs> None of that. No Thrones. No, no, nothing. There was a little Jimmy Fallon. He had a little thing on his show about the Iron Desk. You saw that? No, Anyone saw it that? It was uh, uh, Jay Leno and Seth Meyers. Yeah, they were all yeah. in it. Yeah, uh, they little sketch. The Roots managed to make it. It's a little sketch about, you know, the Iron Throne and Seth Meyers taking over. Taking over Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon right. taking Jimmy over Jay Leno, Leno. still being yeah. confused old man. Right. <laughs> but, um... I wanted to say, since we only have two more episodes left, what are your predictions for the end of the season? Uh, well, see, yeah, start with Neil. Oh, okay. What you know? Uh, I can't. I can't make predictions because after the first season, I just couldn't. I couldn't take not knowing what was going on, so I read all the books. Oh, you read oh. all the books. So, so basically, watching Game of Thrones for me has just been this waiting game of like, when are you going to get to that yes. part? Yeah, no, no. We, but it has been sort of an education screen. Don't worry, I know you guys don't spoil. It. It oh no, we spoil a lot. Oh, we spoil the show, but okay. none of us we, we have read the books. Okay, we don't okay. talk about. Yeah, it's yeah, been it's sort of an education in like screenwriting because there's. I'm seeing like what they're what they're doing is trying to adjust things so that they fit yep. so that they can have a really big climactic mm. TV show ending. Yeah. But like it's in the book, it's a lot more spaced out and Definitely. stuff. You know? Well, see, you're the first person that has actually read the books. Cause on the, that's been on yeah, the show. Yeah, that's been on yeah. the show. Yeah. So, um, ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> so um, what do you, you know, because I'm, I've, I've, I'm always a big reader and then I see the movies and I'm kind of bummed out. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like the show kind of holds up to the books? There's not is enough Is it a very horses. big difference? That's the or thing. Dragons. Or, or dragons or wolves. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Okay, so the wolves, the wolves kind of do go away a little bit in the book. But, not but, that it, but it's probably deal. explained, right? Yeah, it's a little explained. My yeah. thing is like, the. it's funny because I heard you say on one of the podcasts that how lush the show is, right? Yeah. It's like it feels tiny compared to the book. Damn! Wow! It's so much bigger. Like, like there's so many scenes where people are on horseback that in the movie and <laughs> the show they just can't afford it. Yeah. Right. That it just like feels mass small. I'm like, why are you jousting on foot? Like people don't. There's time issues too. Like I don't understand how. Like that. Like supposedly George R. R. Martin says like Westeros is the size of South America. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes I don't understand, like, people seem to get from here to there in, like, two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah. I didn't understand how Melisandre found Gendry so, or yeah, Gendry yeah, yeah, so yeah. quickly. Like, it just, and then they just returned to where, you know, where, Stan, where Stannis is, like, yeah. so quickly. So there's issues with that that make it feel smaller yeah. that I, I just wish, I actually think they should show more scenes of people going from here to there rather than just 
oh, well, we went on the King's Road for two weeks. Yeah, they don't yeah, even yeah. say how long they the were King's going. the King's Road is like a warp speed. <laughs> like, right. It's like a hyper speed. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's like a, a very, I, I mean, that's a really interesting comment, though, from someone who's read the books. Um, and it's interesting that that means I have something to look forward to, that it'll even open up more when, mm-hmm. when this is all over and yeah, I do I read so. the books. Because I plan to, but it's harder and harder each season to yeah. not do exactly yeah. what There's you gonna did. There's going to be stuff you're going to be like, I just want it to happen faster. Right. The books are pretty, they get pretty slow at the end. Mm-hmm. But I, I still enjoy them, though. Yeah, definitely. So Wait, man, one, one question. How about what do you, how do you feel in terms of the books? I understand the chapters are all points of view, yeah. like from different characters, and they obviously have broken that up for the show. You know, because part of the issue with the show is you get like two minutes here, two minutes there, two minutes here, and it's sort of like, well, they could do a whole episode with the Khaleesi and a whole episode with Jon Snow. Yeah. And instead, but- they sort of break it up. And then there's one or two episodes where each of the characters don't. They would never. They would never do it like the books. Yeah. It's even in because I don't know how many I read. They go on forever. They each like they just keep getting longer. <laughs> right. The last one was like 1,500. They're very long, and they're a lot of them. I think I read four of them or five. I read all of the ones up until the one he hasn't written yet. Okay. But some of them don't have any of the characters. There are books that don't have any of those characters. Yeah. Right. So we know Theon wasn't in yeah. the, in one book that, and that's why they're writing him into this season. Yeah. And I think Arya is not in one book, so you can't. You could never make the show mm, the way right. the book is. Mm-hmm. I sort of miss the points of view a little bit. Um, and the thing, I don't know, the thing I miss the most about the books is that the books are much more anecdotal. Like, there's so many stories about, like, why is Hiron Hall like Hiron Hall? Why is, like, like there's all this background stuff that makes it really sort of feel like this huge world. And, and they just drop stuff in. We know that the, the Targaryens on Dragonback destroyed, destroyed Hall, yeah, yeah. but I'm sure they go into it much more than that. And you yeah. get these little, little, like, sort of just crumbs that they drop yeah. that I'm sure they go much more into in the book. Yeah, well, you were talking little, about, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say it's a little like Tolkien, too. Right. Where a, even if you read, Lord, of, you know, the Lord of the Rings trilogy and The Hobbit, that's, that's still not all of it. Right. And so when you watch the movies, it's like, well, I've read the books that's not in it that's not in it and then if you go into all his other stuff like the appendices and the silmarillion yes and then it's just so much more so i feel like that's it's very similar because they create these worlds that are just so complex and have this history and then you know like you kind of lose that in a way. And when I reread Lord of the Rings, which I've done many times in my life, like I skip over <laughs> all the poetry and all oh, the, songs the songs and stuff. <laughs> and, and I know there's some of that in, yeah. of the Westerosi yeah. stuff in in uh, in Game of Thrones, yeah. you know, that uh, that just doesn't really make it into other than the bear and the maiden fair mm. that has been in, uh, you know, like three different, uh, you know, three different versions have appeared throughout the show. That's but, funny. Um, when I read Lord of the Rings, I just skip the descriptions of trees. Right. I think honestly, I think if you took out all the descriptions of trees and plant life, it's about the length of the movie. Like wow. I think that's like the main thing that's missing is like oak trees and elms. Yeah, I've never read the Lord of the Rings or any of the Game of Thrones books. So my like I every time something happens and I I'm sit with a person who's read the books and watch it every episode. And she's always like, oh, okay, finally we're getting to this. <laughs> oh, That's what it feels yeah, like. Oh, like. Come on. Yeah, like, and then I'll be on the internet and I'll Google something and I'll find out one little bit. Like, I found out something about Jamie just by Googling his name that yeah. I didn't want to know. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, thanks. So. <laughs> yeah, it's really difficult. I mean, I literally, like, I'm, like, with one eye closed yeah. looking at stuff, like, yeah. mm. line by line reading. Because, like, one comment can just destroy oh, everything, yeah. Definitely, you know? Yeah. And so it's really difficult to navigate any kind of Game of Thrones stuff on the computer. So uh, do you have any predictions for the last two episodes? I mean, well, Neil, he, since you... He knows, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, Don't you even can... look at my facial expression. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, well. I mean, I know a lot of people are going to... So, someone, someone important is going to die between now and the Who end. Who do you I think? Mean, that, I, well, that's di- very difficult. I mean, I hope... Well, I, you know, I don't know because then you get into these issues like... 
I hope Lady Marjorie doesn't die, but then that actress, Natalie Dormer, is a pretty big sort of actress, and so I don't think they would have cast her if they were going to just kill her. You know, it's sort of, yep. it's too, and I also, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to bow out of the <laughs> You're going to bow out of prediction? Who, would you, who yeah. would you like to see die? Yeah, well, there we go. Obviously, there we would, go. I mean, you would like to see Joffrey getting tortured no, the way. The way. See, no. I, knew, I knew somebody wouldn't want to no, see that. No, Joffrey yeah. needs to live. He's, he's killing it. That's yes. what I know. <laughs> that guy, Jack Leeson, is a really good actor. Oh, that's his actor. name. Yeah, we, yeah. Talked, we talked about him last but week. But, I, you know, as at, when you're watching the show, you have such a visceral, like, hate for that character. I want that hate to continue. Everyone else is so gray like every all the other villains they actually like i can feel for cersei i yeah. can feel for oh, stannis feel for cersei, yeah. somewhat you know yeah, like yeah, she was forced for cersei, to marry yeah. a dude that she didn't love and didn't That's love true. her and you know um you know she's a woman in a man's world That's who true. doesn't you know like they're, she's being treated by like a broodmare even though she's the regent queen like i mean look i'm going <laughs> a little feel bit for cersei. i appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate you know, the amount of jamie. plus she was i mean I let's not let's oh that. definitely jamie's complete yeah. i'm all yeah. about jamie now but let's also remember that cersei is played by sarah connor from the tv show <laughs> you know from the sarah connor oh Chronicles. i didn't know that yeah literally. yeah that, that was a pretty good show i know i, I never got to get into it yeah i mean it was surprised better than any terminator that was in Terminator One or Two, I'll tell I, you. That. I mean, that's not you hard. Know? I get behind three. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get behind three oh, strongly. I wait, strongly get behind three. That's I do. Wait, which one is three? That's the three is, the three is a big three is the end where the ending is like you can't stop this. No matter yeah, what and, they, and I the dude does. Yeah, I like I think that. That's a brilliant. I kind of did like that. And it has but, an amazing chase scene in it. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to say it's the one with the really good chase yeah, scene yeah. is literally. <laughs> although two has that. Two awesome, has the best chase yeah. scene. Yeah, probably the motorcycle. Yeah, but three is a good follow. I actually, I, I'm in the minor. I have huge problems with two. Like the show doesn't. It's called the Terminator, and then ten minutes into the movie, they tell him don't kill anyone. And then I watch for two and a half hours while he shoots cops in the knee. That's the brilliance of the of two. She's the Terminator. Yeah, that's the way I always thought. Oh, all right. that is the dope thing yeah. anyone has ever said about Terminator 2 in my presence in Hell 20 yeah. years, in 18 years, however, when it Salute. came out. Seriously, like, to me, James Cameron's career falls off after wow. Aliens. And Whoa. like, you know, yeah, I mean, like, well, I mean, after Aliens, you have True Lies. Um, oh, come on. I love True Lies. I, li- I, actually, I like True Lies. I like what? it. But all right, you got True Lies, then you Yo, have, you know. Hold on. <laughs> the bridge scene in True Lies, I watched it again. Yeah, yeah. I, no. I mean, I sat there, no, it was on cable. I sat there with my DVR and sat there and rewound that shot of her, of that limo falling into the ocean. I'm talking that's a freaking amazing. But that's 20 <laughs> seconds in an almost three hour movie. <laughs> no, the, it was the, worth it. The fire dive into the pool. That's yeah. my favorite fire yes. dive into any pool. <laughs> I mean, I actually. The fl- that's my favorite flaming pool of the 500 flaming pools. Also, you movies. got Eliza Dushku as a teenager hanging off like an F 15 yeah. flying through a city. I mean, look, it's I mean, got it's, set pieces. Tom Arnold, obviously. It's, yeah. you know, it's everyone so loves admittedly the, campy. Though. Yeah. yeah. And blame that, it for you know, that. I got that some issues is. with camp. And then you got term, you know, Titanic and then Avatar. I mean, I just. I really. Feel like to you me, you can't J- hate on Titanic wow. and Avatar. <laughs> I hate Avatar. Yeah, I could I go on and on. Yeah, I shut off Avatar. <laughs> I mean, the only minutes. 3D I care about. I'm no, probably no. the only female that's never seen Titanic. Wow, yeah. that, you probably are. Yeah, I was like 15 when it came out, <laughs> yeah. and Leo, and you I don't hate know. Love. I yeah, do you probably, you know, Heart of Ice, but I don't, I honestly <laughs> don't know how I missed that one. <laughs> 
I uh, yeah, I mean, I'm being a little harsh, but yeah. yeah, I don't think his like Terminator and Aliens are so high up. In oh the yeah, Pantheon, mm. and then I just feel like nothing else he's done. The like Abyss. he got he got oh I you know yeah. the, see I like the Abyss I more like the than Abyss. some of these like other the movies. Yeah, I love the Abyss. He got seduced by the technology the mm. way Anakin Skywalker was seduced <laughs> by the dark floors, <laughs> but the hold dark on. side of the floors. Let me say this about um Avatar, like look wise, 3D yes. wise, everything in the movie. I saw it twice in the theater. I paid big bucks every time because <laughs> it's well worth it yep. but like if i could watch avatar with the sound off or like in another language it'd it be so awesome it just had all this whack but, exposition in the first ter- 15 minutes it was minutes. fern gully yeah, like, yeah. And, and which i never saw but that's what people said <laughs> it's it's just a little racist it's a little stupid right, right. it's it's a lot of things but look wise yeah it's amazing mm. um, all his movies look amazing oh yeah I mean, and you know good, i mean yeah. he's a talented filmmaker mm. i mean don't get me wrong but yeah, I, I, I mean, I will say, li- I, I'm literally turning over my head uh, the whole notion that actually Sarah Connor <laughs> is the Terminator in Terminator 2. I know, that's 2. really dope. He's yeah. really, yeah. I mean, that's the that's definitely, the, I mean, yeah. we could just shut off we right can, now. Yeah, we can go, <laughs> go watch Terminator 2. I mean, like, that's dope, seriously. But since we do have a show to finish, yeah. um, Fast and Furious... Six. Yeah. Let me get the numbering the right. Yeah, Fast Six. I, I, right. I, I thought it was Fast I think Six. It's fast Six. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, who cares? But you know. <laughs> <laughs> came out this weekend. Number one movie of the weekend. Made goo gobs of money for the studio. Mm. Neil, you saw it. I did see it. I saw uh, most of it today. Um, what did you think? I mean, I like the Fast. I like all of those movies. Not all like of them. Love them, but I, yeah, I kind of really like them because I like anybody. Like I like things where you sort of admit what you are, and I think. That is what I loved about this one. And I think that, you know, they know what they're do they know what they are. They're not, you know, creating too much. It, it had a little bit of this. I'm I'm I, I guess I'm getting too old, but I'm I'm experiencing this problem where most action scenes confuse the hell out of me. <laughs> no. Like I can't concentrate anymore. Right. Like I can't like there's too much flying in front of me. And usually I don't have that problem with the Fast and the Furious movies. This one, that night there's a night scene at the chasing at the end. It's very difficult to follow. Okay. But as far as like scripting and the plotting of it, I actually appreciated this notion. Like they've been building this thing throughout all of the Fast movies. And maybe I've examined the Fast movies too much. <laughs> right, yeah. But they've been building this thing where it's like, it's, you know, Vin Diesel's character is all about family. And so he keeps all these people with him. And yep. it makes sense that they have all of these right. people keep coming back. So what they created for this movie was a villain who doesn't believe in that. Mm-hmm. Like his thing is all parts are replaceable. Yep. So if somebody is fucking up, you just move them out and replace them with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's a brilliant like oppositional character Abs- to yeah. create for for the Toretto character. So I thought I thought they put their due diligence in terms of like character conception and I sort of liked it. And I actually kind of dug there was a little bit of there was a sort of weird romantic scene. I mean as much as you can get romantic with grunting, but it's like it's like uh Vin Diesel and, and Michelle Rodriguez kind of like at night talking to each other and he's like telling her why he remembers her. I, yep. just thought it, I actually kind of bought it. Yeah, I, bought uh, yeah it. I did too. I, I, yeah, I, I like that scene. It was a little romantic and it was kind of sweet and I was into it. I yeah. like What I liked about it the most um, was that it's really kind of taking on this whole meta thing where it's like I fully expected them to start turning and talking to the screen at one point <laughs> because it's like they just almost seem to know they're in a movie. Like yeah. when the villain's uh, crew showed up, I'm like, yo, these are the... These are like the bizarro world of the Fast and Furious crew. And then they admit And if not even five minutes later, Tyrese comes on the screen and is like, yo, look at these guys. <laughs> these are like our evil twins. There's, there's me. There's you. There's you. There's you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. They're just all in on the joke. And yeah. then the fact that like, it's one of those action movies where you really just have to say, okay, these guys are superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like the first time Tyrese gets into that car crash when they uh, use the, when the villains use their main little... Uh, electronic oh, yeah, 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 pulse yeah, yeah, drone yeah, yeah, on yeah, them yeah, and knocks out his car. Oh yeah. my god! I mean, his car goes through like 
10 walls yeah. and like that, boom. Yeah. And the next scene, he is good and clean. <laughs> like, Tyrese. Comes out like Tyrese. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, you, you, you know that going in. I yeah. mean, to, I, I actually really, 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 really like the fifth one. Yeah. Like, the I actually saw really it like good. four yeah. or five times yeah. on cable. And like what you're talking about, like it literally was like it, the it was it's just a great Hollywood movie. Like yeah. I think it holds up much more so than the first four, um, of which I missed the Tokyo Drift one, but I've seen all of them. But that well, one, now is the time to see that one. Yeah, yeah. I just found it. I found this out like a couple of days ago. This the is order. The order is that one is the next one. movie. Oh. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, because that explains why your boy isn't dead in five. Yeah. Right, right. And, oh, or yeah. In six. yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. They did some Lucas on it. So that could be the next the one because seven is coming out next. Well, summer. I thought they shot six and seven simultaneously. No, they, that they didn't. Oh, I thought that they were actually going to do that. I had read that after five that they no, were thinking, they were thinking about, about doing that. Now they're thinking. They have, they're they're already working on seven, but they're also thinking about doing a rock. Uh, spinoff movie with his character. Yeah, I don't know no, how I feel about but that. But I don't think that's going to happen now because now they've already announced a date that Seven is next summer done deal. I also really seen? like the international, like the last one was in Brazil. Like, yeah. where is the, where is this one set? Is it all over or around, is it? Right? Yeah, they move they around move there around. in London. Yeah. They go to America. Right. Yeah, they, it's definitely moving around a lot yeah, again. They do. Yeah. They, isn't there a, I forget, I feel like there's, there might even be a Tokyo sequence. Oh, that's at the end. Did you say to the end? The no, teaser? no. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but I do. I do know about the big ending and the big secret reveal, which is another. I'm not. We're not going to spoil that on the yeah. show, but that is another point where I'm like, this series has grown so meta because it's like they're just like we're in a movie yeah, at this point. Yeah, yeah. You guys are in yeah, on the joke. Yeah. We're all on the it's, joke. Let's go for it. It's interesting because I, I believe Justin Lin directed the best of the Chucky movies, which is oh, the one wow. where Chucky gets lucky. It's the one where with like Bride of Chucky, yep. which is also very meta. And it's sort of like a weird remake of Bride of Frankenstein, mm. which is actually also the original Bride of Frankenstein is like sort of meta for like a 1935 yep. movie. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's been around for a while, Justin Lin, yeah, and, and actually has a pretty good track record of doing genre stuff, and it's it's quite good. Yeah, elevating it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can, can I wait? Can I just get back to one thing that Neil said that people don't pay enough attention to when you were talking about the action scenes? And I feel like this is maybe because people aren't going to film school, but there are rules. And, and, and I feel like in so many movies, you don't know where the good guy is coming from, where the bad guy is. Like, all of a sudden, people are running on walls or they're, they're shooting. And you don't know where, like, where is that guy aiming? Who is he shooting at? Like, where are they? How far are they apart? And there's a lot of movies where that are directed well, where you you are given all that information in like the first two or three shots mm -hmm. of an action scene. And I know it's sacrilegious, but the final scene in The Matrix, when Neo comes into this big building, the first Matrix, the one that everyone says is yeah. the good one, yeah. where is he coming from? Where is he trying to get to? Where are all those dudes coming from? Uh, all I see is people running on walls and people shooting guns, but I don't know where. And I want to, like, like compared to, say, Saving Private Ryan, where there's a 15-minute battle scene at the beginning, and you are given in the first three shots the visual information that you need. The Americans are coming coming from here mm -hmm. the germans are here the americans are trying to get here and they do it in like two or three shots and then just spend like 15 minutes watching everyone like the the, the yeah. americans get from here to there and i just feel like that that's an art that's getting more and more lost and i don't know why it is it's part of it is due to the fast cutting but i just want to point out that i do i i it, it's not that you're getting old. It's that people are not paying attention to those things. Yeah. I mean, I think they, they. I think it's all this like, um, and I, I don't hate all of it, but I, I hate a lot of it. Like, not hate it. I feel. I feel stupid. I actually feel like I'm missing something. But I think it's a lot of the tableau stuff. Like, 
these sort of big sets that just keep getting bigger. Like the, the final se- action sequence of Avengers, I think I like it, but I'll never be sure because right. I don't know if I actually mm-hmm. saw it. Like I just, I just so <laughs> oh, wow. confused by it. Like there's so much happening at once. Well, because I think people get so caught up with making crazy things happen. Like yeah. it's all action and not actually telling something. Yeah. But it's also if you don't know where the Hulk is compared to where Iron Man is mm-hmm. and compared to where Captain America is. No, yeah, yeah. That, then it's like sort of you're just watching these individual little and things. And I felt that and... way with the final scene of the Avengers. Yeah, I yeah. felt like, okay, I'm here and then I go over here. I didn't feel like they were all in the same area, right? But I guess they were. Yeah, but I, but <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think they were all, all like Avengers. I like okay. I, I can understand where you're coming from with a lot of the fast cutting of movies these days. Avengers, the end sequence, I think works. I've seen it a million times, and Avengers like one of my favorite movies at this point. So. I didn't really feel that way, but also I'm just blown away by the fact that the Avengers are on screen and doing all this awesome stuff. So I didn't really care. I mean, everything looked awesome. Yeah. But sometimes you get a little lost in terms of like, oh yeah, where where is everybody in in relation to each other? You know. I saw a good breakdown of uh, Dark Knight, which I love, but the scene with the Joker um, and his 16 wheeler, I saw a excellent breakdown on Vimeo where the guy just shows how you I mean I went to film school too and he breaks all the rules of threes he breaks all the rules that's of what I heard where the, where the camera comes from where the action's at he breaks it constantly but you don't I, like with Dark Knight it works to me because it's just such a great sequence that mm-hmm. I really it's not something where, like sometimes those rules need to be broken now with Fast and Furious I didn't really think uh, this. I thought 5 was cut well I thought it was a little excessive but everything's a little like I don't think anything compares to like a bullet or a um French Connection. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. no, in terms of car chase. But then if you go back and look at Fr- even French Connection, it's cut extremely quick, especially yeah. during that car chase. Well, you know, they actually did. They didn't get permits or anything. Oh, yeah, they I know. Really, really doing that in the French the Connection. Yeah. And, like, they could have died. While oh, they yeah. Were <laughs> but, I mean, they cut it extremely quick. So I think but, it's... But I think it works because it's two people. Yeah, it's definitely. A, well, yeah. it's a train right. and it's it's someone yeah, in a car. Yeah, compared to... So that's not that hard to follow. I, but if you have cars. a couple I actually feel like Fast and Furious 5 did a really great job of of straddling that line yeah. and not going over or just putting a little toe over. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, like, I really felt like they, they did rein it back in or did, you know... I think you're going um, to hate six. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, think, I mean, I don't know. Because they, yeah. don't, they didn't try. The they, they, yeah, yeah, the problem so is my expectations... doing things at once. Even if I say to myself, don't, you know, it's not going to be as good as five, it's impossible to go in and be... Because I was really blown away. I had low expectations for five. five. Yeah, I know. And I was just like, shit, this is really, really, <laughs> really good. good yeah. Like, this is... And I would I would even say for a modern you know like it does compare to Bullet or French Connection like it's mm-hmm. like it's a classic mm-hmm. and it's like when was the last time that like anything Part Five was a classic <laughs> <laughs> like that's usually well, when maybe Star Wars the right? budget you know <laughs> the budget yes technically yeah. Yeah. good point very <laughs> but, good but, point yeah. yes. <laughs> Um, but, you know, usually that's where they're bringing in, like, the whack yeah. directors yeah. and the yeah. budget's already been cut. Yeah. Although I kind of like the fifth Planet of the Apes movie, <laughs> which is actually the last of the original ones. Which, oh, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. I didn't know it went that far. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were five. Well, uh, let's take a quick break right here, and we'll be back right... I always mess that up. Right back with more Fan Bros. <laughs> hey, this is Jamie Rigetti. Thanks for listening to Fan Bros. Don't forget to rate subscribe and comment on itunes and welcome back fan bros hope that break wasn't too long and here we are again we'd like to discuss something the new television season and a couple shows we want to know what shows are going to survive they just announced the new upfronts which is the fall lineup of shows so we just wanted to talk you know tell you about a few shows we're looking forward to seeing um neil has wanted to talk about 
Sleepy Hollow? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I can't, you can never tell what's going to survive, and I don't usually give anything a chance um, up front. Like, I get, you know, I let it go for a couple of weeks, yep. maybe more, before I even start, because I already watch too much TV as it is. But uh, I, I watched the Sleepy Hollow trailer just in, a, in a, just in anticipation of being on your show today, and I was kind of, I was like, I'm into this a lot. Okay. Like, it has a darkness to it. It almost feels like seven. Wow. It's, it's like, and also, I mean, it has it has a uh, uh, Nicole Bahari, who Don't know is her. she's um, she's Jackie Robinson's wife in Forty Two. Okay, she's in Shame. Right. Okay. She's probably right now to me, like one of the hottest young actresses, black or white. But she happens to be black and getting a lot of really interesting parts. And she has something. There's just something. Oh yeah, really, yeah. Nicole Bahari. Yeah, definitely. Really yeah. Just Googled you. Yeah. If you haven't seen. <laughs> I, uh, I saw Shame. Yeah. She, and. I mean, the woman that's in your movie is actually, I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's young my, those are my two, those, yeah. those are my two picks, actually. <laughs> Her, Nicole and Yaya, both from, both live in Brooklyn, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, hey, they should come on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, so, uh, but Nicole is also in it. She, if you haven't seen American Violet, American Violence, I think it is, Violet, she's amazing in that movie. But it's just like having her in this position as like, the the sort of doubting cop in this sort of supernatural mm. story fantasy story and i don't know i mean is that i think that's unusual for that to be a black woman absolutely that's amazing yeah. and and i think she's gonna be excellent at it i don't know about the lead i don't know about that guy but the cast other than that is great clancy brown from from carnival absolutely mm. that guy i love that guy yeah. um he's at least in the in the pilot i mean he's I, in I starship he, troopers he goes back to bad boys yeah that guy <laughs> I mean, he's in the original <laughs> bad boys <laughs> scariest character yeah actors. Uh, Orlando Jones is in it, the library oh, wow. from Time, from, uh, time Machine. Are, wait, hold up. Orlando Jones is alive? <laughs> Orlando <laughs> Jones is in the movie. There's a couple other good like actors in it, and it just it has a darkness to it that I like. I mean, So not, it's not set in the 1800s? No, no. It's like set now. Everything has to be set. That's, right. That was my question, because a friend copper. of mine told me about the show the other day, and I immediately asked her, like, so is this guy going to be running around throwing, is he riding a horse? Is he throwing pumpkins at people? <laughs> Yo, you see him whip out an automatic. automatic. But is it the no, headless? Okay. Well, is no, it the headless horseman the from this, the, the Washington Irving? Yeah, the premise is that the headless is actually one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh, like so in the trailer, you see him. You see him in the 1800s beheaded by Ichabod Crane, and then he comes. They both appear now. Oh, that's wow. dope. He's like, I think he's like going around like murdering people. Right, right, right. It looks. It actually seems like, and to me, the notion of like, I hope that it's they. They're just trying to catch him. Because I'm so tired of the procedural setup where you catch a different crew. Yes, every week. I, just, yeah. I can't. Bear I gave it up anymore, on Hannibal man. because yeah. of that. Yeah. It's just I can't. It's just too much. You yeah. Know, like what? What you call it was like that uh, Alcatraz, where it was like oh, they, they, yeah, had a, they had a set yeah. number, but still, it's like every week you're switching gears. I, I like you to build like a, a long-standing mm -hmm. story, and I think this this looks like it might have it. Now I could be yeah. completely wrong. No, it but be, it does. It looks really cool, and it's like gritty. Yeah. Like you were yeah, saying yeah. it really. Well, that's what it's they like had a the dark, gritty show. Um, I saw like a commercial for it and I never really am very intrigued by network television and I was like, oh, okay, might have to DVR that. Yeah. That looks pretty cool. So, so when's that? Is that coming on in the fall? Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I'm not sure. Oh, I don't know when, it looks like Fox. It's Fox. Yeah, it's coming yeah. on Fox. Okay. Right. Another show is the S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, show, the Marvel spinoff show that mm -hmm. everybody's looking forward to. It got picked up. I'm not sure. I think ABC, right? I think, right. I think yeah. it was, yeah. ABC or CBS, one of the two. S.H.I.E.L.D. starring um, Agent Coulson. From the movies, who somehow is back alive for mm. the Shield TV show? Is that Clark Gregg? 
That's Clark Gregg. Yeah. Yep. Does it take place before? No, or? no. They've already said that it takes place after the Avengers, right. and somehow he's returned to life. So they bring people back in the comic books, and now they're making <laughs> movies and TV shows based on the comic books, and they're bringing people back there too. They're, they're yeah. infiltrating. Maybe there was a, didn't he have like vintage Captain America cart? Maybe they yeah, like saved they his saved life somehow. Right. <laughs> like the car, he didn't get stabbed through the yeah, chest. Yeah, you from know, the maybe. Cards. Somebody told me that one of them was a robot. Yeah, the one in the show uh, or the one in the movie. There's um, yeah. there like normally in the shield in the comic books, they they employ uh, LMDs, which are life model decoys, mm. which are somewhat like clones, but they're more like a fake you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they, that's the thing that people have been saying. Another thing, people well, people are hoping that Clark Gregg would come back in Avengers Two playing the Vision, who's an android in the comic. He's a completely different character and. It really went to work, but people were just hoping for hope because people love Clark Gregg so much. You know, like yeah. Agent Coulson seems to have struck a chord with the fans. Yeah. So everybody's, you know, looking forward you know, to I, it. I liked him. Oh, he's yeah. he's great. Like, yeah. have you seen the, um, He did, they did a couple of movies, little mini movies, like oh. a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's Hammer. Mm. <laughs> that Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. look it up. It's on, it's on <laughs> yeah, YouTube. It's, yeah, it's really good. It's like, mm. He has a couple of little short movies that they released in between the Avengers. I mean, in between other films mm. like the Thor and whatnot. So yep. then I guess that would, uh, so if they have these these kind of, it's funny, in Doctor Who there's something called gangers, mm-hmm. which are like fake people, but then yep. they like get your thoughts and stuff. And anyway, um, it sounds similar to that. So that might just be it, right? Yeah, definitely. I yeah. mean, there's a, it's comic books. You know, yeah, it's comic yeah. books to TV. There's a million and different ways you can w- bring Will Vic Mackey be making an appearance Who's on Vic this? Mackey? Vic Mackey is the star of The Shield, the show that ran for like seven years on FX. <laughs> It was. It wasn't the thing in the shield, right? Yeah, he. That's oh, Vic yeah. Mackey. Oh, that's Vic Mackey. Oh, wow. Yeah, Vic Mackey's Ma- the Michael, character's Michael name. Chiklis. Michael Chiklis. Yeah. Is the yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. But um. No, yeah. Uh, is then, Colby Smulders on the show? Um. That's uh, Maria Hill. Uh, uh, the one from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. The whoever was. I, I, I don't know her name. I, I just know she's Colby's uh, Maria Hill in the movie, right? Oh. She's yeah, yeah. Other she's, shield yeah. agent. Yeah. She's yeah. The other shield agent. Yeah. Maria Hill. Um. No, they said that she. I don't think so. I think Colby's a little too big for it. Uh, yeah, or well, so far, but I'm sure... Our met is over, so she's got she, time. She, she got time <laughs> on her hands. she got time to be in a brand yeah, new on. show. I mean, I'd be in that show. I would be in that show over yeah. How I Met Your Mother. Come well, on. Well, I don't know. Maybe Kobe will be. We'll see. And they, they revealed the mother, so, I mean, she it's not her. They oh, they yeah, did? Yeah, they did. They did. Is they Doctor introduced... Who the mother? <laughs> <laughs> I want I want the guy to be the mother. I want, it to, be, I want him to be both <laughs> the mother. Absolutely. <laughs> I would like, yeah, that would make me want to watch the show, which no, I've never they, seen um, an episode of How I Met Your Mother. Wow! Now I only watched five minutes of each, though. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of it. Yeah, the first two seasons were really great, and now it's one of the worst things. But anyway, they introduce a new character, (laughs) so you know that's who the mother is, which is kind of lame. So the show isn't over, but the mother's on it now. There's one. I think there's one last season, and so it's going to revolve around. um, It's supposed to all be one night or something like that. Like a weird, like the whole last season is one night. Yeah. Which is like a nightmare for continuity. Like you've yeah. got to do like everyone's well, saying, hair has to be the same for twenty two episodes. Do, uh, which might be a great segue into Arrested <laughs> Development right, right. now. Oh. <laughs> but um, they're saying that they might do, you know, obviously like the event and then before and after, so it gives you a little time. But, right. But yeah, you know. So uh, speaking so of con- continuity in it. So Arrested <laughs> Development, did it suffer from the fat Morpheus disease? 
Yes, yeah. that, and yeah. that's and you should trademark <laughs> that. You should trademark that because it does suffer from the fat Morpheus yeah. uh, the fat Morpheus syndrome. The or fat whatever. Morpheus disease, for those who don't yeah. know, is watch Matrix one and two back to back. And right. I need say no more, folks. You know, <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne used that money well <laughs> for that first Matrix. All they needed to do was show a scene of him eating pie early in Matrix two I or mean, something. It would have like had to be like a thirty-minute scene yeah, of him eating well, pie. Well, you know, I mean, imply or like an. A big empty pie plate. Just downloading something. pie. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just a whole bunch of racks of pie shoot yeah. up in the back. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly that, but I, I've definitely <laughs> felt like it was It was just Arrested Development was something of its time, mm-hmm. and it was similar to how the X-Files movies just don't really capture mm-hmm. the magic of the X-Files show. And I just really felt, I only watched the first episode, but I really felt like it was just been there, done that, way too much exposition, way too much flash flashbacks from the original mm. show and then like flashbacks that they put in there with mm. Seth Rogen playing a young, da- young dad, dad and Kristen uh, Wiig is right the mom, as the, the mom younger. and, and wait, she was wait, good she was very Rogen? Good. yeah Seth Rogen yeah. plays the dad in like the 80s or the 70s yeah. like a some, young yeah, version of him yeah but it just leaned way too much on that and too much time as like I watched Arrested Development when it was mm-hmm. on and so I just feel like there's a window when something is in the popular culture and in the dialogue, and that window has shifted, and they're still talking, kind of like the way Ben feels about when I go on and on about <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Literally, like, it's, it's the window has closed, and yet they're still talking. Yeah. And so, this is sort of a be careful what you wish for kind right. of thing, like the people who want yes. it. Or, or maybe yeah. a good lesson to network execs <laughs> that, yeah, maybe it wasn't, you know, like, off the charts with numbers but it had a really solid following and it was really funny it was well written and you maybe don't cancel things like that just because you're right. not making a ton of money well they there were interviews where they pointed out if they had come on a year later that it would never have been canceled mm-hmm. they were a little ahead of their time oh yeah but yeah. it's just sort of like how in the in the mid 80s like Riggs and Murtaugh and Lethal Weapon <laughs> was like the coolest shit ever yeah. and by Lethal Weapon 4 mm-hmm. I mean, you oh, know, man. I mean, like that you expect them both to be breastfeeding yeah. some babies. I mean, it's just like they're not that cool anymore. The fat Morpheus. Not nothing yeah. against nothing over. against breastfeeding. I but. think that, like, so I'm actually like seven episodes in. I think there's only like fifteen. Right. Um, and, and what they the, say it gets better, but no, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> no. And and I think the the Fuck problem it comes from that they're um they're kind of focusing on a character for every episode. Right. And it's really like Michael, um, Lindsay, and the dad for the most part they did a job episode which was pretty funny um but the strength in arrested development is them feeding off each other absolutely and and michael's very funny i love jason bateman so getting him by himself wasn't so bad but the dad you know great uh, jeffrey tambor yes. great actor but but george the senior isn't a fun character that no. you want to follow for a half his hour. twin is though his twin well they is use him dope. too but it get, it's old like yeah, you it said old. it's old and it's it's kind of what they're doing is, um, and I think this is the writers kind of are like, okay, well, how do we make up all that time that passed? And right. so the last episode where the mom takes the ship and takes off, and then Michael and his son are on the boat, they basically pick it up like right from there. Yeah. And it's awkward because Michael Sarah is clearly older yeah. and a little chubbier. Um, Portia de, Rose, de Rossi has like a new face, and she's got to be she like looks, grown, right? She's no, no, no you're no, thinking no. of maybe um, Portia de Rossi is Ellen DeGeneres' oh, yeah. yeah. wife, so okay. Lindsay. Yeah, she looks terrible. Really? Yeah, like damn, because she's so pretty. Yeah, not anymore. So, and, oh, and you, but no you, shots, like Portia. especially with her, you can clearly see the difference. And so it's like they would like when they got canceled, they made a bunch of jokes about it. Yeah. Right. 
it, it, they don't even like address the fact that people look different. So it's like if they were poking fun at it, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of fast forward you and they do that thing where Arrested Development kind of loops the stories. And so you're going to see Michael's perspective and then you backtrack and see someone else's, but their paths cross yep. that kind of deal. Yeah. And it's it's just too much. I mean, as a writer, it's just it's it's too much. I, I like I can't deal. <laughs> I, I I think that the, the the focusing on specific characters was a huge mistake, and yeah. not having the ensemble. <laughs> I have a, theory. Yeah. I have a theory about that. I think With, that's finances. That's uh, a money issue. Uh, well, it's more expensive to get all of those people. Sure. And, uh, to ha- to coordinate the schedules and yeah. have all of those people together. Clearly, they did not have that much money to make this show. Right. Mm. And I think they found the cheapest way to do it. I don't. I'm not a fan of that show. Like I watched the first season a little bit. I never yeah. got into it. And I watched the first episode of mm. the new one, but it felt like obvious to me that there was some kind of like mm. financial or issue. or time. It's yeah, also a matter of all, like a, in a between lot of them are very movies. big. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. so like, well, I can give you this week here yeah. or that week yeah. there, yeah. Um, and they rely very heavily on kind of calling in favors and getting little yeah, guest spots yeah. like they use the um the guys from workaholics yeah, and, and 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 th- i love that show it's a funny show they're funny guys but it's in the first episode and michael goes to like you know get a flight or something and it just felt like and you know my boyfriend even was like why why are they there yeah, yeah. It feels like, like at first we laughed yeah. and then it was just like but it's all three of them like why are they yeah, all there you that know feels like like trying to like reference something that's popular right, right. now yeah. right. So, same thing yeah. with Kristen wig she's great as yeah. the mom she, she actually is a great young lucille but, she's better than Seth Rogen they, is as a yeah. young dad. But they constantly show yes. little flashbacks and it's just because I, I'm, I'm they assuming because it's Jessica Kristen Walter, Wick, But also because it's Kristen right. Wiig. She's huge. Yeah. And you know, you love Bridesmaids or SNL so you get to see her and that might pull people in. I don't know, but it's you know it's just not as funny. If but I, you know if you want to see Jessica Walter, you should watch. Uh, even though it's just her voice, you should watch oh, Archer. Archer, <laughs> Archer oh, is yeah. extraordinary. Yeah. Favorite show, and yeah. it's like Arrested Development is in the past, and Archer, Archer. is yeah. in the present. Yeah. And this resurrecting, this is exactly like the monkey's paw. Like mm-hmm. they took something that was great, and now we're looking <laughs> at the zombie of it. Wow. Like, yeah. I can't believe you just some, referenced some, the monkey's some paw. rotting, <laughs> some rotting, shambling. Cro- you know, I, I would point out. Let's let's look at the scorecard here of the Netflix original series mm-hmm. okay i i did think house of cards was fantastic I've heard great things yeah i thought <laughs> excuse me i thought i thought the hickory whatever Hemlock like Hemlock Hemlock the hickory closet yeah i mean like, i got like 15 minutes into yeah, that I and i literally it. was like i would have rather have died 15 minutes earlier than i will than have wasted them on that like Which that gets a zero we, out of ten. Surprising because it was Eli Roth. Right. Well, I, that's I, not I'm not into. No, 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 but, yeah, but, but I, I'm here, not into but, those. But what I'm saying you know. is that I'm not a big fan of like Hostel and stuff. Right. But he does make big budget movies. I really liked Hostel too. For if some you watch reason, Hemlock but. Grove, if, just sit and watch 15 minutes. It is the most low budget thing I've ever seen, <laughs> yeah, it is, and it is. it's terrible acting. It's a terrible like crappy story. It's Twilight again, and like no. no. Um, so they won't even commit to the gay romance that they clearly created. <laughs> And I, mean, a, I, only wa- I only watched like literally 15, yeah, 20 yeah, minutes. I watched, and and yeah. I have a rule that you have to watch like the first two episodes because yeah, the pilot, three, yeah. they're yeah, not, they're not writing, they're not writing for the actors because they've written it before they've cast it. Right. And so it's only, it's only, you've got to give it a couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I knew immediately with yeah. Hemlock Grove. No. And then this Arrested Development thing is not working out for me. And there's a whole Twitter thing, Arrested Development disappointed mm. like thing Ooh. on Twitter. And then um, I thought Top of the Lake, which was a co-thing with Netflix and um, 
and the Sundance channel, mm-hmm. I actually thought that was quite good. I didn't think it was amazing, but I thought it was worth did watching. Did you watch all of it? I did watch all oh, of it. okay, because I didn't give it, I haven't tried it yet. It's a little slow, but it really is stunning. It's the way it's shot, and there's definitely like a visual thing mm-hmm. that, I like anything that puts like humanity's insignificance next to nature, and you mm-hmm. have these shots of like little people in these giant gorgeous lakes. It, it takes place in, the, in this lake in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and just really amazing mountains. And it's a pretty uh, staid story that you've seen before. Like, you know, the girl gets kidnapped and, you Mm -hmm. know, what, what, you know, there's a female investigator and she's played by Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men. Oh, okay. And there's all kinds of sort of weird stuff. And um, I just think it it, it gets a little, it, it gets a little more points for style than substance, but the substance is certainly good enough. But those are the four Netflix things. And, you know, I, I did like House of Cards mm-hmm. quite a bit, but that's that's only like I'm a big David Fincher fan, and he directed the first two episodes mm-hmm. and established the look. Even like they got such good direct, like Joel Schumacher, who obviously oh, I don't really like well. his movie. He directed an episode. <laughs> I just feel like um, that. You know, I was really gung ho about the Netflix original things, mm-hmm. and now you know we're four original shows in, and I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not feeling you know. Well, it's also changing the game a little bit because like they're releasing. These right, shows. the binge. Right. Yeah. So you get all of Arrested Development. Right. You don't have to wait. Right. And then, you know, you take that for what it's worth. Should you binge watch a show? Whatever. But yeah. interestingly, if if they had put it on TV, I might not have, like, removed it from my DVR list after the first. I might have given it a second shot. Mm-hmm. But after not liking the first episodes, mm-hmm. I'm not going to revisit the show. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I had DVR'd it and it was re- on regular TV, I would probably continue to watch it. Yeah, that's weird. But, I yeah, I almost I don't know if that way. makes any yeah. sense, but I actually really think that it sort of backfires for them maybe in that because sense. it feels like more effort because you sought it out and recorded versus it just being there for you well it's I don't also know. it's like it's well it's well, just a half hour to, yeah it's just maybe a half hour at a time you know what i mean to do with how you're used to watching it no because i watched it when it was originally uh, on i watched no, it saying, on like, the show so, oh i see what you're saying like, it could it could be that i think thing. it's more it's just like when confronted with seven hours of something that i think is going to be bad I'm not going to, it's too daunting compared to to a half hour. Like, oh, I'll give it this shot. Um, I, I and I don't know. I mean, should we segue into the uh, Netflix pick of the week? Yeah, I mean, since you just the sat there and dolled out Netflix right. originals, all right. You know. So you know, um, <laughs> I, I do have a question to our listeners. I have been picking slightly esoteric uh, picks of the week. Sort of a lot of the, the Netflix does a really good job of having documentaries and foreign stuff. Um, and so my new pick of the week is the uh, Vengeance trilogy by Chan Wook Park. Of which a lot of people have seen Old Boy, which is the second in the Vengeance trilogy. The first is Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, which is actually my favorite of the three. The third is Lady Vengeance. And they're they're a trilogy, but only the only connection is thematic in that I guess you can imagine Vengeance is the actual <laughs> theme of the three. But no, there's no characters or plot things that are in them. And um I, I think they're all extraordinary, and Spike Lee is uh, remaking uh, oh Old Boy, boy which mm-hmm. actually won the Cannes Film Festival a few years back when Quentin Tarantino was one of the judges. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've that tried means watching Old Boy. I need to get back on it and finish it. But yeah, it's like I, it's a little convoluted. Yeah, but um, it, it does have a pretty crazy story, and it has an amazing character, like main character, and some amazing set pieces. I've heard there's a fight scene where it's mm. like him with a hammer against like forty dudes, mm. and it's just pretty amazing. Like you kind of never seen a fight like that. He also sticks an entire live squid in his mouth for mm. no reason at one point, like a like a pretty big squid, and just sort of you know. Uh, but but uh, I actually really I mean that that has nothing to do with the movie. that's just one little thing that happens in the movie. Um, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance is is my favorite of the three, and it's about a guy who uh, thinks he's selling his kidney for like to save his sister's life, and in fact it's just kidney thieves. They steal his kidney, mm. and so he's just like a normal dude, and then he has to go all like you know mm. Rambo on 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 you know on. Does he on get his people. kidney? Well, I don't want to spoil it. Well, but yeah. yeah, I mean I don't know if you can get your kidney back. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know how that That's works exactly but um you know it's not like in. someone stole his hat and you can get that back like you know i got chased for a batman hat in 1989 <laughs> and i got a bigger guy to get it back for yeah. me but i don't know if that works with a kidney <laughs> I don't think um, so. you but know see, so, I, I was aware of old i've seen old boy but i didn't know it was part of a trilogy yeah. well, so well, that's kind of cool it's, it's just a thematic trilogy right, but, but it still. is billed as that and vengeance is actually in the title mm-hmm. for you know sympathy for mr vengeance and lady vengeance mm-hmm. Um, I, I do recommend those. However, people should get back to us. There are more mainstream things that I could be recommending. And part of I feel like people know about the mainstream stuff. So, you know, this is sort of we feel like we're doing a service by, call, by you, know, you know, introducing possibly people to stuff that they wouldn't have seen otherwise. So let us know at fanbroshow.com uh, know, or no, whatever no, on the Twitter. Know, I mean, hit us on the Twitter right. at fanbroshow. Right. You know, hit us on the Gmail, fanbroshow at gmail.com. And, you know, if you think Chico's recommendations are a little too esoteric. I like that word, too. Yeah, because I, I will say I was really pushing this underbelly, this Australian crime show, and a couple of people did comment on Twitter that they saw it and thought it was dope, and hey. that, that made my day. Yeah. Um, so... Um, you know, I if, if if people are digging these, you know, I mean, Carlos is really dope. You know, Continuum is really good, um, but we could get more mainstream. Um, I just had we hadn't been getting a lot of feedback on that, and you know, that's basically it on on, on that. No um, worries, Chico. No worries. Right. <laughs> uh, Jamie, you had some video game news for us this week. Yeah. Um, so Resident Evil put out. Um, uh, this actually came out last year for Nintendo 3DS, but they just released it for Xbox and PlayStation. Um, but there's uh, Resident Evil Revelations. Um, and so it actually takes place between Resident Evil 4 and 5. Um, How many Resident Evils are there at this point? Six just came out. And then, of course, there's always like little side games yep. that kind of, you know, and so this is one of them technically. Okay. Um, but... Uh, you know, I played Resident Evil 6 and I actually tweeted about this and got some feedback from people who I, 6 was terrible. Okay. Um, and so that's what a lot of people were asking. Is it better than 6? Um, I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty decent game. It's nothing like, you know, crazy, um, but it was pretty good. It, it sticks a little bit more to the Resident Evil style, which is that survival horror kind of mode. Instead of just action, because I heard they've gotten more into yeah. the straight action as they go on. Yeah, there was a lot of cutscenes in 6. I mean, there's cutscenes but there was a lot more in six and it was a little more like a movie um and there were you know zombies everywhere but it just didn't feel it felt a lot more like the resident evil movies which are not 
particularly good. Okay. Um, so this gets a little bit more back to kind of the basics. There's some scenes where you're in a house, which, you know, is kind of a throwback to four and to the first one. So um, you're playing with uh, Chris and Jill, I think. And, um, and yeah, so anyway, it's just, you know, for people who are into the Resident Evil kind of series, it's, a, it's definitely a decent game to pick up. Um, you know, definitely worth a worth a shot if you were frustrated with Raccoon City and uh, and Resident <laughs> Evil Six, which both really sucked bad. <laughs> so this one takes place between four and five. Yeah. You say it's more survival horror. Yeah, than you're on action. like yeah, it's the you know of course there's like a virus that you know is going to get out there. I mean that's usually the game, yeah. but um, you're on a ship and and uh, you know the ship has a virus on it, and so it's just you know it's kind of your usual. You know, you got to save the day. Um, but it's 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 interesting. And it basically, if you've played Resident Evil 4 and 5, you know, this kind of fills in that little time gap. So it's pretty interesting. Okay. So you would recommend people. I would definitely recommend it, especially if you hated, you know, the last two. This might, <laughs> you know, kind of appease you. I also heard that the creator of the whole Resident Evil uh, series yep. is looking to kind of get back to basics. Okay. Um, and so, uh, and just, again, really survival horror instead of this, whatever Resident Evil 6 was. Oh. Um, <laughs> that mess. So, um, so you know... Resident Evil, the very first one, was a really fun kind of game, but it's really old and it was on the computer. Right. Um, and so hopefully we'll see like a reboot where they redo that game um, for, you know, the new consoles because, you know, you're in a house. It's a little there are definitely moments in this that, you know, if you're playing at night with the lights off, you're like, oh, shit, you know, because things pop out at you. So that's kind of fun. And I think that was the point of Resident Evil is to kind of get a little scared at times. So. Yeah, you know, definitely. definitely. When I played the first one way back, right? That was on PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, and that game scared the hell out of me. Yeah, and that yeah. was what was cool about it. So you know, we're you know, hopefully we'll see like a little reboot and get more of that into it. Yeah, so. definitely. Because I don't really like many horror games because I don't like to sit there and play a game that's like trying to scare me. Yeah. But you know, I oh, enjoyed the first Resident there Evil. There was uh, I, in six, you never ran out of ammo, and that's a pretty standard Resident Evil. You have to pick up ammo. Yeah, definitely. And if you don't, you're like screwed. screwed yeah. Um, they took that away in six, which again doesn't make it as fun. Yeah. Um, so in this one, you're you, you know you pick up ammo out. and yeah. stuff. So and there's a little more puzzles and just the things that make Resident the Evil. Resident you know. Evil. Yeah. All right, cool. And then also uh, we want to talk about the Arkham Origins trailer. That's yeah. the name. That's the newest um, in the series from. The people who made Arkham City was the last one, and Arkham Asylum. No, mm -hmm. Arkham, yeah, Arkham Asylum. Was the name yeah. of the first one. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. The trailer features Batman fighting Deathstroke. Like we were saying last week, it looks better than the trailers from movies that we've Absolutely. seen. Absolutely. Yeah, and crazy. I was a big fan of Deathstroke in the comics. Yeah. And the first two were so good that it's it's like you, you know you yeah, you're, you're expecting mean, this to be a, a you know just this is money in the bank like absolutely. they can take my sixty dollars right now. Like <laughs> right. The, the, the last Arkham City, I mean that game is just phenomenal for people who haven't played it yet. I mm. I, I, I mean. In fact, I got, let's see, I got that in the middle of, I was, uh, somebody giving me the wire on DVD, the whole box set on the wire right. on DVD. So I started rewatching the wire and I was just going in watching like four or five episodes a day. And then I bought Arkham City and completely stopped watching the wire and did nothing other than play that game. I mean, not City, uh, yeah, City until it was over. Mm. But the new one, Arkham Origins, is actually going to be a prequel to the first two games right. mm -hmm. and show the origin of Batman when he first comes to mm -hmm. Gotham and everything else that goes on. So this will be the first time he encounters like the Joker 
and Deathstroke and whatnot. And they're using the Black Mask too, which is going to okay. be interesting. Um, and it's you know it, it, they're he pulling it. from. He was in the second one for a quick. Mm-hmm. He has a cameo in yeah. the second one. Yeah. So they're going to use him and just the whole. Um, they said they were influenced a little by Year One. Oh. So you're definitely getting it, the whole crooked cops idea, right. the, the mafia kind of controlling Gotham. Yep. Um, so they're definitely building on that, and uh, and what I was reading in Game Informer is that they're going to have Batman make mistakes, ah. and not so much, you know, like they were saying, like getting his cape caught in the door, which I thought was funny, because <laughs> yeah. like, but but just the idea of like him going too far at times, okay. which that's pretty interesting, because there's always that dark side of Batman. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, I it looks it looks dope. I mean, in year one, he gets his ass kicked like mm-hmm. several times. Yeah, like, well, and makes all kinds of rookie mistake, mistakes, yeah, like he falls, falls through stairs, yeah. and you know, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. stays at messing and, up. And he um, basically, and if you look at some of the pictures online or watch, I mean, watch the trailer. Yeah, it's definitely. amazing. Yeah. But his suit is very um, kind of patchworky. Not like, you know, bad. But, but the yeah. idea is that he basically stole stuff from like Wayne, you know, Wayne Enterprises, Enterprises and, yeah. and kind of put something together. Okay. So that's cool. And they also said that um, there's going to be a real big dynamic between him and Alfred mm. where he blames him, I guess, for his parents' death and kind of resents him as like a parental figure. And then he, Alfred views Bruce as like a spoiled brat. So they're going to really like also play on that dynamic, which is interesting. You don't really see that too often. No, not at all. Alfred's that's always that's kinda, actually a new dynamic Yeah, to so that I, I thought that was really interesting. And Alfred hasn't really been in the first two games, was no, he? No, I don't. He definitely isn't he in does, the first one. I think and he's he w- more of a like, because um, I vaguely remember in like Arkham City, he'll like he, he, send you he stuff. He sends Robin and stuff. Yeah. He's like, Robin's coming in. Yeah, but that's It's it. like assistance. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. pretty much yeah. it. He's like yeah. Oracle, except, <laughs> yeah. except not. Yeah, except British and right. old. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, no, it looks it looks dope. All right. So, I mean, pretty good. Arkham, Arkham Origins coming out. So Everyone I'm, check coming out, out on my trailer. birthday, actually. So, oh, I'm pretty hyped. Nice. <laughs> nice. All righty. So, we know what to get you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, are we wrapping up? Because I have one last thing that I want to say. All right. Go ahead. Al Sharpton said that he liked Red Tails as much as Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah. What? I, you know what? I didn't, you know, everything is wrong with that sentence. Right. <laughs> the sentence started with Al Sharpton. Well, says, that's what I just right. wanted to end the show. I have been, I have been ending the show with outrageous statements <laughs> the last few weeks. He did say that though. <laughs> he said he liked it as much as Star Wars. <laughs> Al Sharpton film review. Right. I just have this really funny vision now of Al Sharpton watching Star Wars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Would you like to sit and watch six Star right. Wars movies with Al Sharpton? No, I think he meant like the that original one everything. back in 1977. I'm sure he didn't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I got. I like to bring it around full <laughs> circle. Nice well done. Well done. I mean, didn't he like, uh, he had to like Billy D. Williams in, in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, no, but he was talking, he was talking Star Wars. Didn't you didn't know? get to Empire because yeah. he just hated Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. So um, I guess that's about it for this week. We'd like to thank our guest, Neil Drumming, for coming through. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming thank down. You. And everyone keep an eye out for, big I mean, words. Big, yeah, words. Absolutely. big Words. Once big again, uh, the Twitter is? Uh, big Words Movie. Big Words Movie. And the website is BigWordsTheMovie.com. BigWordsTheMovie.com, all right. And uh, Jamie, Chico, once again, thank you all for being here. You know, yeah, you thank guys. you. All right. Anything else we need to talk about before we wrap this up? I don't think so. I said all I had to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've given Red Tails enough time yeah. for tonight. <laughs> you know, so uh, catch us right back here next week on another episode of Fan Bros. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of sad that we can't hear the music right now. <laughs> I love that. <laughs>